everybody. It's good to see you in church today. I'm Pastor Tim. If you're new here with us, I'm the youth pastor. Uh, I get to hang out with all the cool 5th through 12th graders. Yes, that's my little nephew. Yeah. That's my nephew. I love that guy. Simon, you want to come up here with me? You want to come up here? Nope, he's not. He's not. Hmm. All right, it's an open invitation, buddy. Uh, anyways, we're so glad you guys are here. If you're a first-time guest with us today, thank you so much for being with us here today. We believe you're going to have an incredible service and that you are going to get to know God today um, through worship, through the Word, through the church body. Can I just say that for a second? I think this is really cool, and I've said it a lot because it, it just blows my mind a little bit. But one of, the, one of the four big ways that God wants to make himself known to you is through the body of Christ. Like, when you come to church... When you come to church and you engage with people, not just like, you know, be here and rec reclusively sit by yourself and don't engage with people. But when you interact with the body of Christ, that is one of the four big ways that God's trying to make himself known to you. That is just so cool to me that I can know God more by getting to spend time with you. That's pretty wild. Just look at your neighbor and say, I want to know God more through you. He's making his appeal through us. That's what the word says. I just think that's really awesome. So show somebody Jesus today. That's all I'm saying. Show somebody Jesus in your life today. It'll be good. All right, we have a prayer team that's walking around. Uh, they have prayer cards. If you have a need going on in your life that you would like us to stand in faith with you and just pray on your behalf, please grab one of those cards from them and fill them out. And by the way, if you have a praise report, if we've been praying for something and God showed up in a big way in your life, we would love to hear about that as well. So there's also a praise report card. You can fill that out and let us know. We would, we would love to be able to celebrate with you. Um, again, if you're a first-time guest, we'd love to know who you are. So there is a QR code right in front of you on the back of the pew. If you will fill out that QR code, just scan it and fill that out. We can know who you are and we can be praying for you and we'd love to reach out and connect with you. And if you don't like technology, there's an actual physical card that you can fill out as well. So you can do that. That'll be good. Small groups. We believe in small groups because we believe that small groups are where we find freedom. Again, we're going to encounter God when we get around other believers because God's making himself known through his body, the church. And small groups is one of the ways we do that. You get with a small group of people and you get to go through stuff together and talk about what's going on in your life and have people support you and pray with you. So sign up for small groups. Three of them have already maxed out on capacity, so you can't do that one anymore. But go sign up for a small group. It'll be life-changing for you, I promise. And then finally, if you're a man, stand up. Yes. That's good. Give it up for our men. Give it up for our men. Men, we have a men's breakfast, a men's brotherhood breakfast coming up February 10th. I want you to be there to hang out with us. Bring your sons. If you have, if you have younger sons, bring them. Um, it's just a great time to get together with godly men. And just let our young sons see what godly men look like and sound like and see them praying together. It's a good time. So come join us. I think we're doing pancakes and sausage and there's coffee and juice. And then if you're vegan, we'll kick you out. That's what we're going to do if you're vegan. We're just going to kick you right. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We love everyone. We love everybody. But we want you to be there. And then if you're a lady, you can go ahead and stand up. Go ahead, ladies. Stand on up. I don't have any special announcement for you, but we love you too. Give it up for the ladies. Give it up for the ladies. Amen. Amen. All right, everybody stand on up. We're going to get into worship this morning. And as we enter into worship, let's just pray. If you would, just pray with me. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for your goodness. We're here today to celebrate who you are, to worship you for who you are, because you are good, and you are always good. That is your character. It's your nature. 
that you're good to us. And today we just want to celebrate your goodness. We want to lift up our eyes to the heavens where our help comes from, where our hope comes from. Our hope is in you and it's only in you. Nothing else can save. Nothing else can rescue us out of the pit but you, Jesus. And so we just want to worship you and we want to give you all the glory that's due your name. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Let's worship together.
whip to me Then I heard you call my name I was dead in sin And fear gripped me Then I heard you call Then I heard you call my name You say Jesus, right behind me, 
give him a shout of praise this morning.
church that is so hungry for Jesus that in unity we sing this pour your spirit out and it's not just another lyric it's not just another thought it's not something that we've said because we've sang this song 20 times it's because we truly desire a fresh outpour of the Holy Spirit like never before that it's about our relationship with him. It's not about all the other benefits. And let me tell you, there's benefits. There's also persecution. But it's not about that. It's because I love him. It's because I need him. Every moment of every day. But as we were just singing, pour your spirit out. I saw you, church, crying out. Pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out with everything inside you. And we're going to declare it by faith today. We're going to take our faith and mix it with it and say, pour your spirit out, God. Pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out, Lord. Pour your spirit out. Come on, church. Let's lift your voice this morning. Pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out. For in these last days, I have indeed 
poured out my spirit upon all flesh. You are my flesh. You are my sons and daughters. And on that great day, when I arose and I went back to the Father, I sent my Holy Spirit. And that same Spirit that raised me from the dead now dwells. It dwells on the inside of you. All of you that are my sons and my daughters, you have the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you. So today I say, as you pour that Spirit out to others, as you prophesy and sing and encourage one another, as you prophesy to the world of who I am and what I've come to do, how I've come to reconcile all men back to myself, as you pour that Spirit out to others, I shall pour my Spirit back to you because as you give, it's given back to you pressed down, shaken together and running over, will more of my spirit, you will gain increase and you will feel my presence more and more in these last days. So it is my will for you to pour your spirit out, that spirit that lives on the inside of you. And as you pour it forth, I will pour my spirit out in these last days. is in this room here I am here I am making this place I stay holy ground holy ground Spirit moves and breathes all around, all around. All good and perfect things flowing down, flowing down. All of the heavens are singing along with the saints and the elders. Glorious song and the praises they sing.
right now I just I want you to look at the person next to you don't talk to them I want you to look at them I want you to start interceding for them so I believe the Holy Spirit's ready to start moving in this place and bringing about some life change some transformation just look out start interceding for them and as you feel the Holy Spirit leads you just the Holy Spirit might speak to you specific things don't you don't have to touch them 
But just start praying. And if the Holy Spirit speaks, oh, they're dealing with fear, then you just start praying. Lord, I come against that fear in the name of Jesus. Just start interceding for the people sitting next to you. God's going to do a work. Holy Spirit, we just open this, this service up to you. Have your way. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Come and speak to us. We're here for you today, Lord. Have your way in our lives. Jesus. Just intercede for them like you believe God's going to do something in their life today. Church, you know what motivates God? Love. That's it. It says love. If 
feel the Holy Spirit speaking that there's some people in the room today that you believe God loves you, but you believe God loves you in the way that you love your neighbor down the street that you don't even know their name. You'd care about them, like if something terrible happened to them, you'd feel bad about it. You might even offer to help them out. And you think that that's God's love for you. It's not. God's love for you chases you down. God's love for you refuses to give up on you. And sometimes what happens is we feel like just because of who we are or our doubts or whatever that that God loves us, but he loves us at a distance. God is not like that. God's the one that's constantly saying, son, come a little closer. Come a little closer. Not to discipline. He'll, he'll discipline those he loves, but not to beat you up. He's saying, come a little closer. Why? Because you can't be holy without me. See, I love in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah the prophet, he's caught up into a vision and he sees the Lord seated on the throne. And he cries out, woe is me, I am ruined. Because he sees the Lord. And the Lord is better than us. And he's fearful that he's going to die in the presence of God. And an angel goes to the altar and it takes a hot coal from the altar and it comes and it touches Isaiah's lips and it says, see, now you've been made clean and your sin is atoned for. Isaiah didn't make himself right. God made him right. God brought him in. Isaiah didn't just conjure himself into a vision. The Lord brought him into it. And then the Lord said, here's everything you need to be right with me. I will do it for you. People, the Lord's just saying, come a little closer. He's just saying, come a little closer. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, and by that I mean you haven't given your life to Jesus, I want you to know that Jesus is just saying, come a little closer. Come taste and see that the Lord is good. He's here to rescue. He's here to give you hope. I'm reminded of a man. We were, it was before service. I just, I'm sharing this. I want to encourage somebody. It was before service. And this man, I've never met him before, and he was sitting in the last row of, this, of, this, of the sanctuary here. And I'm just walking around, I'm greeting people, and I see this guy, and I just, I'm like, I need to go say hi to this guy. I walk up there, say, how are you doing today, man? And this grown man, if you're a guy, you understand, this grown man in front of a stranger he's never met literally just start crying. Okay, he's having a rough day. The good news is he came into a house of hope. He came into a house of hope. And that man was able to encounter Jesus that day. Some of you are here today and you need hope. Some of you need salvation. You need to put your, you need to put your old, quit trusting in yourself. You're not good enough. You're just not. None of us are. But God is. And God's got open arms for you. All you got to do is say, Jesus, I'll quit doing it my way. I'm going with you. My way has not worked out. So Jesus, I'm going to trust in you. We're going to give you the opportunity to do that. But I also want to extend this invitation to those of you who have been trying to fix problems your own way and they ain't getting fixed and you're becoming more broken because the problems are just consistently saying that. I'm telling you today, let's, let's come to the Lord and say, I need your wisdom because my way isn't working anymore. I need you to help me because here's what I know. I know this church. There is no hopeless situation when Jesus is involved. 
There is no hopeless situation when Jesus is involved. I don't care what mental health struggle you're going through that makes you feel like it's time to end it all. There's no hopeless situation when Jesus is involved. I don't care how bad your marriage is right now. There's no hopeless situation when Jesus gets involved. I don't care how bad the situation between you and your children is. There's no hopeless situation when Jesus gets involved. I don't care how bad the medical issue is. There's no hopeless situation when Jesus gets involved. I don't care how long it's been that you felt like a failure there's no hopeless situation when Jesus gets involved I don't care how long you've been addicted to that sin there's no hopeless situation when Jesus gets involved sometimes what we have to learn to do is just keep coming back to Jesus and can I just say we didn't get into the problem on our first try so let's not pretend like coming to Jesus one time is gonna fix it all no, it's about daily saying, Jesus, you got to lead me today. That's why, <laughs> give me this day, what I need this day. Today needs to be a restart for some people. It needs to be a restart. So I'm going to ask the prayer team to come down here and be available. Make yourself known so prayer team, you face that way so they know you're the prayer team. That would be wonderful. But here's what I want you to do. I want you, I want you to just, if you don't need, if life is good for you right now, you're in a good place, praise God, celebrate, rejoice. We rejoice with you. But if you're good, I want you to begin to intercede again for the person to your left or your right. Because you don't know what's going on in their life today. You don't know what they need Jesus, what hopeless situation they need Jesus to make himself known in. And that if you're here today and you're far from Jesus, you don't know Jesus at all, man, today is your day. Today is your day, and you know how you're going to know it's your day? Because there's going to be something just in the inside of you saying, I need to move forward with this. I need to move forward right now. And you might not even understand why, but you just feel compelled. It's like when you fall in love with somebody. It's like, I don't know why, but I want to be around that person. And then I want to be around them more and more and more. That's what it'll feel like. You'll just feel like, I need to respond. I don't even believe in Jesus, but I feel like I need to go down there. Don't resist that. That's the Holy Spirit saying, come a little closer. Come a little closer. So church, just start praying for the people beside you. We're going to give the Holy Spirit a few minutes to work. If you need prayer, don't miss this moment. Come down here and just let us pray with you. Let us love you. Remember, Jesus wants to make himself known to you through his church, through his body. Let us love you today. And then if you want to give your life to Jesus today, you come down here. Grab the person next to you. Say, go with me. I don't want to go alone. You don't have to go alone. Grab somebody. They'll come down here with you. And let's meet Jesus today as we just continue to worship and pray for the people beside us.
home, your glory is splendor. You were, you are, and you'll be forever the King enthroned. Your glory is splendor. You were, you are, and you'll be forever the King enthroned. Your glory is splendor.
You're worthy, Jesus. You're worthy, Lord. Cause you are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Come on, church, let's lift our voices. Let's declare He's worthy of it all. excited. <laughs> There's three ways to give, uh, only believe. Uh, like we got our envelopes, uh, we have online so you can save a tree. Uh, and also you have uh, uh, see mail or on, on your phone, yeah, online and with the envelope. So uh, we're finished, we got finished up with uh, 21 days of prayer yesterday. And uh, who all enjoyed 21 days of prayer? Uh, awesome, awesome. Prayer is a very important, very important for us. Very, very, very important. It's our link to God. It's our link that we emotionally, our physical being connects with 
spiritual being that created us. Okay? So uh, in this, we have verses in the Bible that tell us how to pray and tells us how to react when we pray. So, you know, that when we pray, everything that God hears, he understands that it's from us, our heart, and that we are serious about giving as far as our giving and what needs we have. Uh, Philippians 4, 6, if I get that up, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, put with thanksgiving, present your request to God. God's saying, pray. Take your envelope. Fill it up with your tithe and offering. Pray over it. Pray that God will take it and just abound your finances. Uh, it says, when we pray over tithe and offerings, you know, our obedience is God is so joyful over that. Uh, he can rebuke the devourer for our sake. He can eliminate our debt when we pray. Uh, he can establish us to have our barns full so we can help our neighbor when we pray. You know, not only for us to be, you know, established, but we're adding to God's kingdom. That's what all tithing is all about. Uh, Mark eleven twenty four says, Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that it is yours and you will receive it. So if we take our giving seriously and we look at our prayer, or look at our envelope, or if we give online, you know, and we say, hey, we have this need, or I see my neighbor have a need, I'm giving my tithe and offering for this purpose. God's going to hear that. And he's going to recognize that, and he's going to honor us in that obedience. So right now, if anybody has a financial need, take your envelope, or if you give online, just hold your hand up right now, financial need, that you're believing for God to just, just to take care of. When we pray with our hands up and we're acknowledging that God is going to do something miraculous and he can do that. So let's, let's pray right now. Jesus, we offer up to you our tithes and offering. We ask you, Father, to supernaturally naturally create breakthroughs for every person that's giving today in obedience. We ask for debts to be paid in full. We ask for businesses to be overwhelmingly prosperous. We ask you, Father, for physical sickness to be no more so there'll be no medical bills. Satan has to bow down to the sound in the name of Jesus, and we rebuke you, Satan, in Jesus' name for everyone here. Prosperity and joy for everyone giving in the mighty name of Jesus for your kingdom, Father. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. You can come and give.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. I must not be an only believer. Uh, praise the Lord, everybody. It is good to be in the house of the Lord today. Can we say amen to that? Hallelujah. Well, I'm excited today. Uh, I get to stand before you and be used by God. And uh, let's just speak this into the atmosphere. God, we are nothing without you, but with you, we are everything. And God, I thank you that you are with us today. You'll never leave us nor forsake us. God, we can have a confidence in who you are, Lord Jesus. I thank you. There's no problem too big. There's no sickness too strong. There's no financial debt that's too overwhelming that you can't handle it, God. So God, I just thank you right now, Lord, that we are overcomers, God. I just feel encouragement rising up right now. I feel hope stirring up, faith stirring up. God, I thank Thank you that the words that come out of our mouth are life, Lord Jesus. God, I just thank you, Lord, that we are your best. Hallelujah. And we just decree and declare it. I just speak miracle signs and wonders and deliverment and encouragement into the atmosphere right now. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord another hand praise today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, uh, we've been talking about prayer, so we might as well just keep that going. Uh, uh, if you have your Bibles, uh, you could turn to Daniel chapter 6. Now, I'm going to say a lot of things, but prayer is the, the, the essence of the main thing that I'm talking about. Um, I didn't give the guys in the back my scriptures, so hallelujah. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh, uh, Daniel chapter 6, verse 1. Hallelujah. Uh, I have the King James Version. It says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 princes, which should be over the whole kingdom, and over these three presidents of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Verse 3. Then this Daniel was preferred. Somebody say preferred. Above the presence of princes, because an excellent spirit was in him. Somebody say excellent spirit. Excellent. Yeah, I like that. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. So here's what's going on. Here's this king that says, okay, I got all this territory. I got all this land. And I need to put some people over the different cities, the different regions. And he said, but there's this guy named Daniel that because of an excellent spirit, I want to put him over it all. And I want you to know today that as a believer, you have an excellent spirit on the inside of you. Can we say amen to that? Now, you got to know something. You know, we'll say amen, you know, but you got to know something. That excellent spirit will cause you to be preferred above. Oh, you got to get this, man. Listen, listen, for anybody that's, that's kind of struggling, maybe you looked at your failures or maybe all the mistakes that you've made, you, you, you didn't raise the kids as best as you could, uh, you haven't been the best husband, amen, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, you, 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 you know, you didn't put your best foot forward. There's things in life that now at this point you're going, man, I wish I could go back and, and, and change some things. Let me tell you something. If you are born again, 
If you are born again, somebody say born again. You got an excellent spirit on the inside of you. Can we say amen to that? <clears throat> so as I was reading this, I'm like, well, wow, what, what made him have an excellent spirit? Like, what, 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 what other proof do we have or what other things can we look at? <clears throat> and I went back to Daniel chapter 1, verse 8. Um, Daniel 1, <clears throat> excuse me, verse 8. It says, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the prince of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. So I got to reading that and studying that. And what happened was the king, uh, there was a king that took over uh, uh, the land, and he said, now, of the people that we've captured, we want the best. That's actually in verse uh, 3. Uh, he wanted the best. And what he said was, we're going to take these, the best of the people that we've conquered, and we're going to train them up the way that we are. And so he says, we're going to teach them our ways, our customs. And this is real important. The, the, the enemy captured and wanted the best and said, we're going to make the best like us. But what Daniel said, so the king said, that we're going to feed them our food and, 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 and give them our ways and customs. But the food that the king would eat, they would take the first portion of that food and give it to idol gods. So Daniel understood, if I do it your way, I'm going to be going against my God. Even though the king said, this is what we do, Daniel knew if I do it your way, I'm going to defile myself. And he said, so the Bible says in verse 8, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself. I want you to understand something today. The devil will try to get God's best. And I need you to know something today. You are God's best. So don't, don't think it's strange when he comes after you. Now, you may be saying, well, you know, Pastor Rick, I've never done this. I've never done that. Stop discounting yourself. Can we say amen to that? You have the spirit of the living God on the inside of you, so that automatically makes you God's best. Can we say amen to that? Well, I don't think some of you are convinced, you know. You have the spirit. You're not God's best. I'm not God's best because of me, and you're not God's best because of you, but you have the spirit of the Lord on the inside of you, which makes you God's best. You just need to know you are what this world needs right now. Have you ever looked, Garrett, have you ever looked at yourself and got, got up in the morning, you know, looked in that mirror and said, I'm God's best. I'm what the world needs today. Well, if you don't say that, you need to start saying that. Can we say amen to that? So understand what happened. This king came in, he takes over, and he says, we want the best. And we want to make the best like us. Don't you know that's what the devil is trying to do? He's trying to make you like him. That's what he's trying to do, you know. But here's the thing. Greater is he that is within me than he that's in the world. Let me tell you something. Your fight is fixed. Can we say amen to that? All you got to do is just show up. This is not even as hard as I make it out to be. All I got to do is show up. I, I, I wish somebody right now would say, 
We got a million dollars sitting uh, uh, to the side for you. All you have to do is show up. Come on Monday morning, and I will be there the Saturday before, the Friday before. I will get a chair, camp out, you know. Brother David has taught me some hunting skills, you know, so I, I go out and get my own food, and I can survive it to Monday. I would do that. Well, you got to understand something. You are God's best. The devil does not like you. He is intimidated by you. He doesn't want you to realize what's on the inside of you. See, sometimes we go through things, we, you know, we, we go through things, and, you know, sometimes we make bad choices, you know, but bigger than that a lot of times is, is the, the attacks of the devil, the plans that he has, because he's going, I can't let you get a revelation of who you are in Christ Jesus. So, Daniel... In this Daniel 1, 8, he purposed in his heart. Somebody say, purpose in my heart. In other words, make up your own mind, make a decision that I am not going to do things counterproductive or opposite of the way of God. Can we say amen to that? So here's an example of that. If God says, and he does, that you should forgive, then guess what? There's no if, ands, or buts, no addendum, no well, but, see, God, you know, well, in this situation, God, no, we just forgive. Can we say amen to that? And then we have to be honest about the situation. We go before God and say, you know what, God, on this one, I can't do it. I have so much hurt, offense, bitterness, brokenness, anger inside of me that I find it difficult to do what you want me to do. However, nevertheless, I want to do it your way. So, God, I need your help. And God goes, good, I'm glad you said that, you know, because he says, you were never meant to live life without a constant dependency on me. So Daniel says, I'm not going to defile myself. I'm not going to do something that's opposite of what God would have me to do. I'm not going to do something that violates my relationship with God. So we got that, amen? Now if we go back to chapter 6, so here's this Daniel with an excellent spirit. Somebody say excellent spirit. So he's got this excellent spirit about him. So there's some other folks, some other princes and things like that. Uh, let's see. I'll just call them haters. You guys know what haters are? Yeah, yeah. Some of you could see I, I got some haters in my family. I got some haters on my job or I got some haters on my street. Whatever these haters, I'm going to call them, that said, listen, this Daniel, because of his excellent spirit, the king is going to seek to put him over the regions. We got to find something out about him. Let me tell you something. Because of the excellent spirit that's in you, the devil is always trying to find something bad about you, find something negative about you, find something to accuse, you know, you on. That's what he seeks to do. But I want to show you what happened in the Bible. The Bible says in verse 4, Daniel 6, 4, then the presence and the princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault. 
for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Now, I want to explain that. The Bible says that all have fallen short. So we've all made mistakes. Can we say amen to that? None of us have gotten it right all the time. My wife is probably the closest person in here that's gotten it right. All, but even she, in, in, in just a rare few moments, has dropped the ball. And it was probably my fault anyway. But anyway, you know, all of us have fallen short. So Daniel is not excluded from that. Daniel has made mistakes. Daniel has done things wrong. Daniel has gone before God. But look what happened when the enemy sought to find fault in him, the protection of God because of that excellent spirit uh, denied the enemy of finding anything to bring against him. I want you to know that God's not a respecter of persons. Can we say amen to that? So guess what you got? You got the same level of protection. You got the same blessing on your life as well. So let the, de let the devil do what he wants to do. Let, let, let the enemy try. You are protected because you belong to the Most High God. Can we say amen to that? Now, I'm, I'm talking about prayer. I'm, I'm going to get to that. I just kind of want to share with you the, the benefits of prayer. Let's go. Uh, verse 5, it says this. Then said these men, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. So they concluded the only chance we can try to find some grounds to accuse him would be his connection with the rules of his religion. And so this is what the devil seeks to do. He wants to come against the rules, the behaviors, the commitment, the connection, the things that you do because of your relationship with Jesus. Can we say amen to that? So uh, these haters, somebody say haters. I just wanted to hear y'all say that. <laughs> uh, these haters, you know, they decide, okay, we got to come up with something. So here's what these jokers do. I mean, you're talking about some dirty people, man. Listen, they say, hey, king, you're the king. Everybody should worship you. And the king is probably like, yeah, yeah, I'm the man. Yeah, yeah, I'll I, I run this, you know. They said, we should create a law to where everybody has to worship you and you alone for the next 30 days. So the king is like, you know what? That sounds good to me. You know, I, 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 can, I can go with that. And they say, matter of fact, anybody that's found worshiping any other person, any other thing than you, they should be thrown in the lion's den. And the king goes, I like that. I, for the next 30 days? Yep, just for the next 30 days. He goes, okay, let's, let's put that into law. Now, you got to understand something. This king was a part of the, the Medes and the Persians. So when they would put a law in place, it could not be revoked. It was irrevocable. So once they set this law in place, it was that way for the next 30 days. But I want to show you something, and here's kind of where I'm getting to with my message. If we skip down to verse 10, Daniel 6:10, it says this. 
Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed. So in other words, Daniel was fully aware that there was a law that says if you get caught praying to anybody else other than the king, you would be thrown into the lion's den. Look at what Daniel did. It says, when he knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did a four time. Now you got to understand this. Daniel said, it's my custom. Come on, somebody say, it's my custom. It's your custom to pray. No matter what the situation is, no matter what the circumstances are, if you're having a good day, a bad day, if you got a lot of money, if you have no money, if your family loves you and appreciates you, if they don't, no matter what the occasion is, it is your custom to pray. Can we say amen to that? This man knew. If you get caught praying, they will throw you in a den of lions. What does he do? He goes home, opens the window, steps out on the balcony. I can just imagine, hey, everybody, it's time to pray. I mean, he just put it out there because he knew this is what I do. Through the best circumstances or the worst, it doesn't matter because my God does not fail. Can anybody say amen to that? I want to know today, will you pray no matter what the situation and circumstances are? Will you pray for those that despitefully use you? That's what the Bible says. It says to pray. Do you know you're supposed to pray for your enemies? I had a guy one time in church, and, and boy, I probably shouldn't even tell this story. Pastor Nicole probably going to get on me. But uh, uh, I had a guy in church, and he got really caught up in the politics, the news, and all that kind of stuff. And there was one particular day the Lord just put it on my heart. I said, hey, we're going to pray for our leaders, you know, all leaders, you know, all leaders in the country, you know, federal, state, local. And at that time, there was a certain man that was president that he didn't particularly care for. So he said, uh, Reverend, I, uh, I like your preaching. I said, okay, here we go. <laughs> I said, oh, oh, yes, that, it's all the Lord. He said, but when you start talking about praying for politicians, I think you're stepping out of your, 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 your lane. I think you're, you're talking about stuff you shouldn't be talking about. And I said, well, uh, the Bible tells us to pray for our leaders. Yeah, but that's so-and-so and blankety-blank, and, and he just, he ain't no good. I said, well, do you consider him an enemy? He said, yes. I said, good, because the Bible says that we should pray for our enemies as well. I said, so he's our president, and to you, he's an enemy, so you should be praying for him twice as much. Amen. Brother David, it didn't work. He left the church and never came back. <laughs> but that's what the Word says. Can we say amen to that? So, so here's Daniel and he is, I mean, certain scriptures haven't even been written yet. Like 1 Thessalonians uh, 5, 17 and 18. It says this, pray without ceasing. It says that under, any, under whatever circumstances, no matter what they are, 
you should remain consistent in prayer. Can we say amen to that? Wow. You mean even if my life is in jeopardy? Even if my, yes, yes, especially then. Why don't you stand up ten toes down for Jesus and say, listen, this is my stand. I'm not going nowhere. You can throw whatever you want to throw at me. It doesn't matter. I'm going to be faithful and loyal to, loyal to my Savior, Jesus Christ. Can we say amen to that? Man, this is what Daniel did. So it says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, 18, pray Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. It is your job, it is your custom to give thanks. So what about when bad stuff happens? Do I thank God for bad things happening? No. But here's what I can do. God, I thank you. You're going to make a way out of no way. God, I know that there's light at the end of this tunnel. God, I know that I know that I know. Pastor Dosex used to say, you got to know it in your knower. I still don't really know what that means, but, you know, I'll roll with it. You know, sounds good. But you got to know it. You got to, listen, I'm going to give thanks and I, because I know he does not fail. I like to believe that Daniel has some type of confidence that if I pray, God is going to hear me. Do you believe today that when you pray, God hears you? Oh, well, we got to act like it then. We got to act like it. If I got something going on in my life and I prayed about it, I need to act like I know God heard my prayer. Instead of acting like, well, you know, like I'm at a casino or something, you know. Lord, I, I hope this come out, you know. I'm going to roll these dice and hope. I know there's no gamblers in here, I know. There's a lot of former gamblers, I know that, you know. <laughs> One of them. <laughs> but, but here, the Bible is clear that we don't stop praying to him. We don't stop giving thanks so what happens? The devil is trying to make you like him. Let me try to get you to the point where you won't pray. Let me try to get you to the point where you won't give thanks. Let me see if I can throw enough at you that that praise and thanksgiving will not exit out of your mouth. It won't even be in your heart anymore. Let me see if I can make you so bitter that the very last, the, the thing that you just will not do is give thanks and give praise. Remember, we read in Daniel chapter 1 where the king, he captured the people and he wanted to make them like him. He wanted to change their customs, change their identity, change how they do things. What do you think you and I are going through? The devil wants to change us. But I just believe I'm in an environment today where people are saying, I won't be changed by the devil. Can we say amen to that? Anybody in here willing to stand for your holiness and righteousness that you receive from Jesus Christ, no matter what happens? You got to be willing to guard it. Look at your neighbor and say, guard your holiness. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guard it. Treat it like it's the most precious thing that you have. And your holiness comes from Jesus. Your righteousness comes from him. He takes your guilt and gives him or gives you his innocence. Can we say amen to that? Let me show you some scripture. In Psalms 145. Psalms 145, and let's look at verse, mm, let's see here. Well, this technology is good when it works. I think I hit a button and one of my kids' video games came up for a second. <laughs> like, uh, no, that's not going to help me. Uh, Psalms 145, let's look at verse 17. It says this, the Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. Verse 18, the Lord is nigh or near unto them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. Now notice what Daniel did. Daniel, even though a decree had been made, don't pray. Daniel must have understood Psalms 145 because even when it was told of him not to do it, even when there was pressure for him not to do it, he did the very opposite and he did it three times a day. So he must have understood every time I call out to him, I draw near to him. And if I'm drawing near to him, he's drawing near to me. So it doesn't matter what I'm going through. It doesn't matter what I face. It doesn't matter what they say. I know the Lord is with me, so I'm going to be just fine. It says this, verse 19, he will fulfill the desires of them that fear him, that honor him, that respect him. Do you know today that as you fear the Lord, honor the Lord, respect the Lord, give your heart to the Lord, and, and, and submit to him, he's going to give you your desires? How do you know? I got a guarantee. It's right here in the Bible. It's a guarantee. It's better than the money-back guarantees that you see on them infomercials, too. You ever buy something and then try to give it back and then they don't want to, you know, well, you know, this, 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 and this clause. I bought something one time. It was a piece of junk. It's supposed to be this special paint roller and it, they, they didn't even send all the pieces, you know. <laughs> I'm going, what about, where's the other part, you know. Tried to give my money back, that didn't work out. But anyway, this is not like that. Can we say amen to that? Somebody say, this is not like that. He will fulfill the desires of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. Daniel must have had an understanding of that. Daniel must have knew, I'm going through something right now, and I need to talk to you about it. I'm going through something right now. It's bigger than me. I'm going through something right now that I don't have an answer to. I don't have a solution to, but I know this. If I call on you, you will hear me and you will answer. Verse 20, the Lord preserveth all them that love him. Do you love the Lord? Jesus said it this way. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, you'll do what I tell you to do. So here's our proof of our love for the Lord. We do what he says. Can we say amen to that? So when he says things like, you know what? Don't return evil for evil. Mm. 
But what if they say something about my mama, though? What, 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 what if they go there? What if they put their hands on my kids? You know, all bets are off. If you touch the kids, we, we fighting. You know, listen, don't touch my kids. You know, what if they do that? The Bible says don't return evil for evil. So as long as it's not evil, don't do it. He says, the Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will be destroyed. Now, this is what the Bible says. So obviously, Daniel had to have some understanding of this. Can we say amen to that? So what I need to do is not be so concerned or caught up in what I'm going through, but I need to be more caught up, more focused, more concerned about the fact that help is on the way. Can we say amen to that? Come on, somebody say help is on the way. Whenever you call out to him, help is on the way. The Bible is full of scriptures that when they pray, there's scriptures where the angels will say, the moment you said something, a command was given. Don't you realize the moment you open your mouth as a child of God, the moment you pray, a command is given. Can we say amen to that? But you got to hold the line. You got to know that you know that help is on the way. No matter if the situation gets worse, if you don't see a siren in sight, you got to know we dial 911, help is coming. Help is coming. Somebody say help is coming. But now here's the, here's the challenge today. Do I live that way? So I pray, Lord, we have a financial need. And we're going to obey the word. We're going to sow a seed. God, we have a financial need and we don't have much money left, but we're going to sow a seed. You put that seed in the ground. You, you know, if you, just, if you say, well, what, what does sowing a seed mean? You, if you have a financial need, you take the money that you have, and you take whatever portion God puts on your heart, and you say, listen, I'm going to put this in the offering. I'm going to bless a brother with it. I'm going to bless a sister with it. I'm going to send it to this ministry, that ministry, and I'm going to believe that like a seed, a harvest is going to come. But now you got to believe that. You got to believe that as I do this, God is going to respond. So here's what I can do, Sister Marge. I can't say, well, it looks like it ain't going to happen. Now, wait a minute. What did I sow the seed for if I'm going to end up just saying it's not going to happen? I might as well just kept that seed and, you know, I don't know, just did whatever with it, with the dominoes or something. I don't, I don't know, but, 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 but if I'm going to sow the seed, then guess what? I got to line my faith up, my thoughts up, my words up, my heart up. I got to get my family involved. I got to get those that God has put in my life and say, listen, I need you to hold the line with me. Because, see, this works. It works. I got to believe that help is on the way. So what happens is I sow the seed. And the enemy goes, we need to capture him. Capture her. Some Daniel chapter 1. We need, and we need to make him or her like us. Doubters. 
rebellious. You know, I don't even, that's not a word, but, you know, people that rebel, you know. We need to make them like that. So what does he do? He puts the pressure on you. We got a lady, great lady, in our church. Uh, she had never fasted before. So we went on a fast. And she said, oh, I'm so excited. I, I, I'm so excited for this fast. And so she called us midday. And she said, Pastor? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, oh, today, oh, oh, I just had so much happen today. I said, well, what do you mean? She said, my head started hurting. It started throbbing. I can actually feel my head going out and in and out and in. And, and my body, you know, just started sweating. And, and I just started feeling all kinds of pains in my body. I said, well, what did you do? She said, I went and got some chicken wings. <laughs> I said, and what happened? She said, all of a sudden, I felt better. So I had to laugh at that, right? <laughs> you know? and, and, and later we, you know, we talked about it. But, but here's what happened. She had started something. She had set her faith towards something, and then resistance came. Pressure came. Do you understand that's what you and I are going through? On a regular basis, you speak something, and the devil goes, oh, you, you believe that? Well, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. If, see, Daniel's excellent spirit brought promotion, but it also caught the eye of the enemy. But Daniel wasn't worried about that. See, Daniel, was, he's, he's much better than this than I am. You know, Daniel was like, come on, you know. You know, you ever see somebody in a fight and they, and they do like this? You need to be a little nervous when they do that. <laughs> if somebody wants to fight you and they, they might know something, they might have a special set of skills, you know, that you are not aware of. Well, guess what? Daniel had a special set of skills. He was a child of God. Can we say amen to that? So. The Bible says these things. The Bible says things like, you know, in Daniel, uh, well, let, let, let's go back to it. Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. It says, okay, so Daniel, Daniel did his thing. He said, I'm going to pray. doesn't matter what's going on. I trust and believe God. In Daniel 6 and 11, it says, then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. They found him praying. Imagine the boldness. Come on. I'm not going to change who I am. I want to let you know something. That's what prayer will do for you. Prayer will keep your posture right. It will keep your character and conduct intact. See, you're probably like, not like me. I've had moments in life where I forgot I was a Christian. I had pressure, things happen, and I began to take on mannerisms, attitudes, bitterness, like I didn't know God. But guess what? Prayer, somebody say prayer. Prayer, prayer keep you from doing that. Daniel wasn't worried. They came. He didn't go, oh, let me stop, let me stop, let me stop. You know, he probably got louder. My imagination, they came in the door, 
God, I thank you, God. Yes, Lord. I can imagine them taking him away. Yes, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, God, that you are my king, my Lord, and my Savior, and I'll never stop praising your name. My God, if the church would be like that today. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says things like in Jeremiah 29, 12. It says, then shall ye call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me. There's that word again. It says, and I will hearken unto you. I feel like it's the bat signal. My youngest, he's into Batman now. He wants everything Batman. He got a little Batman outfit, you know what I'm saying, with the... You know, the mask, and then he runs into you with it, and it pokes you in the side and in the leg and, and all that kind of stuff. He's got the grappling belt. He's throwing stuff at you. You know, you're just getting hit, you know, with little plastic pieces. You know what I mean? You know, I'm sorry. <laughs> let, me, let me bring that back. Uh, but, but I feel like it's the bat signal. I don't know if you ever watched Batman before, but, you know, in the movies, that bat signal would come, and the commissioner would be on the roof, and he'd be looking at the, and next thing you know, Batman is there. You know, he'd go, Commissioner, he'd turn around, you know, like, man, I didn't even know you was here. I see it that way. I see my prayer as a bat signal, and before I know it, Jesus is already there. He's already there. He's already worked the situation now. He always, he's already got a plan. It's already in motion. But you got to believe that. You got to believe that. Okay, okay. Let me go on with this story. So, uh, they say, okay, we're going to throw Daniel in the lion's den. The king is so impressed with Daniel because of his excellent spirit. Somebody say excellent spirit. Yeah, the excellent spirit will even cause the world to be impressed with you. An excellent spirit will even cause a sinner to recognize you. To acknowledge you. So the king goes, um, I really like this, Daniel. Uh, let me see if there's something that I can do. He searches. There's nothing he can do. That law can't be reversed. So they put Daniel into the den of lions. The king is sad. The king is so sad, he goes on a fast. Imagine you with your prayer life guarding your holiness that you cause sinners to want to fast. You cause people that don't even recognize God to all of a sudden, you know, maybe I should try that. Maybe there's something to that because there's something about Gerald that makes him stand out. There's something special about him. So I see him praying at lunchtime, and even though we joked with him and ridiculed him, he never stops praying. Well, you know what? I got a lot of problems going on in my life. Maybe I need to pray like Gerald does. I'm telling you an excellent spirit will get the attention of those that don't believe like you do. So, he does it. He even goes, he, he goes on a fast and he's praying. The next day, he says, I didn't sleep all night. He goes to the, the den that's got the stone over it. Daniel, did your God save you? Are you all right? Now, I'm going to put my little spin on it, okay? <laughs> but Daniel goes, 
Huh. Is it morning time already? It's real comfortable in here. What do you mean? I didn't know lions could be such soft pillows. You know, this is the best quilt, the best blanket I've ever had. He says, God shut the mouths of the lions. So I've named them, you know, there's Cujo and, you know. <laughs> Bible doesn't say that. That's just me playing around, you know. But he was comforted even though he was going through what most would call the most dangerous thing that's probably ever happened to him. Can you imagine that prayer would comfort you in your most stressed, hard position in life? Well, that's what happened. Let me close this out. Verse 18. I'm going to skip down to verse 18. It says, then the king went to the palace and passed, uh, yeah, this, and passed the night fasting. Neither were uh, instruments of music brought before him, and he slept and went his way. I just wanted to show you that to show you that's what really happened. Verse 24. Here's where we want to go, and we're going to wrap this up. In verse 24, okay, so Daniel has been released. Here's what happens. And I'm actually, you know, no, let me get it out of the King James. Let me get it out of the King James. Daniel 6. 24. Yeah, I could have just turned around. <laughs> it says, and the king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel, the haters, and they cast them into the den of lions, them, their children, and their wives, and the lions had the mastery of them, and break all their bones in pieces or ever they came at the bottom of the den. When we have a lifestyle of prayer, not only does it benefit us, it benefits those around us. It's a blessing to my family. It's a blessing to my community. How do I know that? Because I see the opposite. I see a group of men who were not praying to the Lord. And what happened to them? The Bible says that their families were drug out with them. I can't imagine the wife going, hey, what are you taking me for? I didn't do anything. That was him, you know. Yeah, I can see a, I can see a kid going, daddy, mommy, what are they doing? But when you have a life of prayer, I'm telling you, it will not only protect and bless you, but it will protect and bless those that you are praying for. Even though when you're looking at them, it looks like they got a lion den experience going on. But you got to know that when you pray, God will hear you and he will answer you. Can we say amen to that? Some of us think, well, the prayer must not be working because they ended up going to jail. No, they needed to be in jail. It kept them off the streets from doing what they were doing. It kept them, it's breaking that habit. You know, they're not out there doing, yeah, but they entered into a drug treatment program. Exactly, because that's what they needed. You need to have faith in your prayer. You need to know that God doesn't fail. And you need to know that prayer will protect you and your family, and those around you. That's why we want to pray for people. That's why we don't want to take vengeance on people. 
Because God already said, I'll do that. That's his job. Because he knows the heart. He knows the heart. See, he knows if a person is really sorry or not. That's why he forgives you. If you're like me, you've probably asked forgiveness for something, you know, the same thing at least a thousand times. And guess what? God forgave you all 1,000 times. And he treated you like that thing never happened. See, he doesn't do like people do. You know, I done stole money from Brother David, you know, and then he get around me and, you know, now, now you stay away from me, you thief, and, you know, you just ain't no good. But I said I was sorry. I paid you back. You know, ah, you still are no good. See, people do that. But God, when he forgives you, don't you know he treats you like that thing never even happened? There's no resentment in his behavior towards you. There's no brokenness. There's no remembrance. That's how we're supposed to forgive. Can we say amen to that? I'm getting off. Let me get back. So this family, the Bible says, that when they threw them into the lion's den, the lions didn't even let their bodies touch the ground. The lions leaped, jumped at them, snapped their body parts in pieces before they even touched the ground. My goodness. But then after that, you know what the king did? The king says, hey, I'm going to issue a decree. Nobody talks about the, da- the God that Daniel serves. Everybody is to honor and have respect for the God that Daniel serves. I want you to know something today. Your lifestyle of prayer, your commitment to pray, your commitment and your belief in prayer, no matter, no matter what the situation is, your steadfastness in it is going to cause others to recognize your God. And that's why the attacks come. You know, 21 days of prayer, all of a sudden you get busy. You know, 21 days of prayer, all of a sudden you're tired. You know, 21 days of prayer, all of a sudden all the kids and grandkids, they got every game, you know, they can ever play in that month, in that three weeks. They've been having one game a week, now they got five. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. All of a sudden, car been running fine. Brand new car. All of a sudden, you got to put the car in the shop, and they have no rentals. Listen, I get it. But I refuse to abandon my customs as a believer. Can we say amen to that? So as we bring the 21 days of prayer to an end corporately, you know, let's just keep praying. It is our custom. Can we say amen to that? If you've kind of developed a habit of praying, keep it going. You know Jesus spent so much time praying. And then whenever he faced sickness, disease, poverty, lack, it only took him a moment to deal with it. It's because of all the praying he was doing behind the scenes. Imagine that. If I pray and then I encounter a sickness... And I say, in the name of Jesus, come out of him. And that sickness just leaves because of the prayer life that I have, because of my faith in prayer. 
Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. We thank you because your word instructs us that we are people of prayer and we are people of faith. So today, God, we just want to recommit. I'm not going to stop praying. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it sounds like, no matter how many times I've messed up, no matter how bad it is, I'm not going to give up on prayer because I have faith in you. And God, today I acknowledge that when I pray, you hear me and you answer. So God, I just thank you right now that you have answered prayer in my life. Doesn't matter what the doctors say, the banks say, the job says. I know that you have answered my prayers. And God, I just thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand praise today. Hallelujah. 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 Hey, you guys are dismissed next Sunday. Uh, 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 we'll have Pastor Kylan, I think, is preaching. So you don't want to miss that. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you Wednesday for Bible study.